Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Tom Brady was not the only player whose departure from the New England Patriots precipitated the Patriots' first losing season in two decades. The Patriots had more player opt-outs in 2020 than any other team in the league, wrote Michael David Smith of Pro Football Talk. He continues by saying the good news is that means the Patriots are getting some key players back. Patriots linebacker Dante Hightower, safety Patrick Chung, and offensive tackle Marcus Cannon all planned return to the Patriots for the 2021 season, and according to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, all are healthy and ready to get back to work. In addition to getting back their opt-outs, the Patriots are also near the top of the league in available salary cap, so they should be able to add some more key players in free agency. There are plenty of reasons to think the Patriots could be better in 2021 than they were in 2022, of course, Connor, as long as they can find a quarterback. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. And I want to take this moment to remind everybody to check out our Patreon account over at patreon.com slash Nation, where you will get daily exclusive content by Connor and I talking about your New England Patriots and Boston Red Sox. I was on there last night defining dynasty and all these sort of fake dynasties that have come up to try to challenge the Patriots' real dynasty. Connor was on there Friday night talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't tell me that he was going to be doing a Patreon. I had to figure that out on my own. Thanks for that, Connor. Yes. It's so good to manage things with that, but you guys can check it out. For only 5 bucks a month, you get exclusive content, no tears, nothing like that. 5 bucks exclusive content. Let's move on. Connor, Hightower is back. I'm sure you saw my TikTok. I was very, yes. very excited. I did a dance down the hallway. I don't dance, buddy. And I danced for Dante Hightower. I, I don't blame you. That's that's enormous. I know, obviously, there were a lot of concerns that he might retire. And I think we all saw what happened without him last season. I mean, it's it's good to get Marcus Cannon and uh, Patrick Chung back, but it's phenomenal to get Dante Hightower back, man. That's He's a game changer, obviously. Now, I do have a concern, though. Okay. I click on... And I see this. Lou says, <laughs> to the Lions. Why, why the Lions of all teams? That's what I was thinking as well. Why <laughs> Trade the him to the Lions. Uh, I don't know. Is the, are the Lions giving us like their first two picks or something? What it, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not on board with that. B-Doc says, why do we want to trade the best linebacker we have on the roster? I agree 110%. Yeah. I've seen, it's a very I've good seen, question. I've seen a lot of people talking about wanting to trade Hightower and I'm like dude like Dante Hightower away from being Mr. February mm-hmm. away from being like Mr. it shouldn't be Mr. February it should be Mr. Super Bowl 
let's yes away from being mr super bowl i don't think people actually i think people might actually underestimate just how crazy important he is and how much they missed him last season yeah for sure i mean that's what we saw one of the biggest things is teams just ran the ball straight up the middle and there was absolutely nobody there to stop him so we have dante hightower coming back who obviously is going to be one of the biggest you know parts of stopping the run this season and why would we want to trade him when that's the biggest hole the team needs to fill right now outside of the quarterback position obviously yeah and um and when you think about Dante Hightower too, if you go all the way back to like 2017 and how that defense just turned disastrous, disastrous yep. when he got hurt. I mean, they weren't great to begin with, but it just got really, really, really bad after. Yeah, that. it did. Uh, if you also look at 2018, now obviously that was big, right? You had Landon Roberts, you had Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, Juwan Bentley. Like yep. you had a whole team. Shalik Calhoun was actually an underrated player. Yes. Yep. Defense. But what I do throw out is, or 2019, sorry. What I do throw out is, is Juwan Bentley is not the same player without Hightower on the field. Yep. We also proved last year that without him, they have no chance at stopping the run. Right. No chance at stopping the run. I saw a tweet from somebody, and I'm going to try to find it now because, you know, God forbid I got this ready before we started. It came out from Zach Cox of Nesson. Okay, yep. And it said, Patriots boasted the NFL's worst run defense by DVOA in 2020. Yeah, that makes sense. So listen. I don't doubt that. The D-line is going to be hugely important. Like, it's not just going to be Hightower, like, let's face it, guys, as much as I want, like, I'm so excited he's back, but it's not, Hightower alone is not going to, Hightower alone is not going to fix the Patriots' defensive problems, correct? Am I right? No, no, definitely not. I mean, he's probably one of, like, the biggest holes that they need to fill is him coming back. Like, that's a great start, but it's not going to completely solve everything. They still have issues at nose tackle as well. But him coming back is going to be – I think it's going to be huge. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I do too. Am I being too much of a homer right now for Dante Hightower? Or I don't I, think so. I might have said that two years ago before we actually saw him leave. It's like you don't, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And then when he wasn't there last season, we saw how bad it really got. I mean, there were games where the other team just literally bullied the Patriots defense, just ran the ball right up the middle, knowing they had no chance of stopping them. I mean, look at what Phillip Lindsay with the Broncos did. I mean, look at uh, what they did versus the Rams. The Rams ran all over us. Um, the 49ers, obviously that was a disgrace. I mean, a bunch of teams knew all that you had to do was run it right up the middle and the Patriots had no answer for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I mean, you're talking about, it's a guy that we're looking at the 2018 season had 774 snaps. Uh, 287 of those were on run defense, 207 of those. We're on pass rush snaps, 280. We're on coverage snaps. Yeah. This is a guy that plays all over the field. No? Right. And he's always out there. Now, this is an interesting one from McChicken. 
Danny Shelton was a bigger loss than Bill thought. And I cannot agree with him more. Yeah. I remember saying last year, the Patriots. Okay. So 2018 didn't quite work out for Danny Shelton. He missed some, you know what I mean? Like he was a healthy scratch at times. Right. Yep. But they paid what a million dollars for him in 2019. Yes. Yeah. I think it was for something like that. Very cheap. He was one of the outstanding Patriots on that defense. I think unheralded of how good right. he really was. And I remember talking about that before he was going into free agency. I'm like, dude, like, first of all, 2019 was the biggest steal of free agency was Danny Shelton. Yep. It really, yeah, really was. It really was only like a million dollars for him. And he way outperformed a million dollars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can get at, you can get almost anyone in this league for like a million bucks. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. And then the Charm City player says, I'm guessing Danny Shelton wanted a lot of money, and maybe Bill thought he couldn't stay healthy, which... Ah, did he get a lot of money, though? I feel like he didn't get anything crazy. Well, he signed with the Lions, right? So maybe that's why I believe so. Trade, uh, maybe that's why people are saying trade Hightower to the Lions. <laughs> well, I think that you go for, once you leave the Patriots, you go for... I mean, his cap hit was only 2.7 last year. It's only 2.5 this year. That's very reasonable, yeah. Four million in cash last year, four million in cash this year. I mean, that's quite that's right around what he's worth. Right, absolutely. And it's well worth it to get, you know, uh, a defensive tackle like him just for, you know, short of three million bucks. It's well worth it in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I think that first of all, what a great move when they brought him in and the fact that they, they got him there, it's uh it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Connor, going into the 2021 season, is there any defensive tackle that you want? Is there any guy, any guys, buddy, on the free agent market that you're looking at? Or are you panicking now that you have to answer this question because you don't know? Is Nadamika Sue a free agent? I feel like he is. He is. Would you want Sue? Yes. I feel like he still has one or two good seasons left in him. And I feel like he hasn't really been you know, a troublemaker like he was in the beginning of his career. And I feel like he's still pretty good. I I would actually kind of like to see them get him. It's funny. I kind of say the same thing about him as well. Like I, three years ago, I would have said not a chance. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. But yeah, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same now. Um, So Kawan Short is a free agent. Okay. He made 16 million last year. Yep. Jarrell Casey is a free agent. From the Broncos? Yep. Okay. The Dominican Sioux, free agent. Yep. Daquan Jones is a free agent out of from Tennessee. Tennessee, okay, yep. Corey Peters, I like Corey Peters from Arizona. Yep. Jonathan Hankins from Vegas. Okay. Now, Lawrence Guy is is our free agent, obviously. Lawrence Guy. How much was he getting paid? Do we know? Last year, he made 3.8. Okay, that's reasonable. And Adam Butler made 3.2. Okay. What about Shelby Harris? Shelby Harris, who does he play for? He came from Denver. From Denver? I'm pretty I, sure he was hurt last year. They traded yeah, him, did they not? I think so. Harris. Yeah, he went on injured reserve with a knee. He was he was only a cap of $3 million. Yeah, that's not bad. 29 years old, almost 30. He's a young man. He is. Uh, Mc, oh, it's McChicken again. Says that uh, 
Ravens have been rumored to release Brandon Williams, would free up about $7.5 million in cap for them. I'd like him in a Patriots uniform. What do you think about Brandon Williams? I'm I'm drawing a blank on Brandon Williams. He's a defensive tackle? Yeah. I don't remember him for the Ravens for whatever reason. So the um, – I'll pull up his stats for you. But if McChicken wants him, that makes me automatically think that he's a he's a great uh, he's a he could be a great ac- acquisition. That's what they need. He had thirty three tackles last year, uh, thirty four the year before, one sack yep. in twenty nineteen. Just a just a, a run stopping tackle. That's exactly what they need is a run stopper. Uh, Dear Patrick says, Sue said, quote, I'm not going to New England and I don't want to go to New England. Well, there you Did go. Did he really? Yep, in an interview with Shannon Sharp. So there you go. Re- recently? I guess. Oh, really? <laughs> well, well, all right then. I guess that puts that to bed. <laughs> okay. Why. I wonder why, too. I don't know. Did he say anything more? Or just, I don't like New England, I'm not going there? I don't know. Maybe the no fun culture? Maybe. I don't know. I guess, right? Maybe he wants to stay in uh, Tampa. I'm trying to look here. I can't see anything, but it'd be interesting to see that. I'm going to look uh, look it up a little bit more because I'd love to see what he has to say about that. Yeah, me too. I think that's very, very odd. He just came out and said he doesn't like New England. He's not going to go there without any more context to it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the tide is turning. Marcus Hanna says getting Dante Hightower coming back is extremely huge in 2020. Absolutely. I think that it's the, one of the biggest moves that they're going to make this offseason without them actually making a move, just bringing back somebody who they already had on the team. But th- that's huge because I honestly did get a little worried there that he really was going to retire. Did you? I, I did, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. I wasn't that nervous about anyone else. It was like, if Patrick Chung retires, so be it. But I was like, oh, like, I don't know what they're going to do if Hightower just doesn't come back this season. I'm like, we need, we need somebody this year, and I'm hoping it's him. So he's got a cap hit of $12.2 million this year. Mm-hmm. If they were to trade him or release him, they'd only have dead money of two point five, saving themselves $9 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I have heard rumors, though, that um, I have heard rumors, though, that he is willing to renegotiate his contract. Okay. People are saying I'm quiet, so I'm going to try to adjust my mic here because I was having problems with Lawrence ahead of time, too. No, there it is. Uh, okay. Can you hear yeah, me? you might. Yeah, I can hear you okay. I thought my my, my uh, headphones were down a little bit, though. So maybe your mic is quiet. Am I louder now? A little bit. How about now? Try it again. How about now? Yep. Better? Yep. Better? Yes. Sounds it, yeah. How about now? Yeah, it sounds normal. Okay, I just cranked it up to 100. Nice. Um, All right, we're good. Okay, we're good. I think we're good. All right, I'm going to let you respond to this one. <laughs> Bill Belichick, just for the people on the podcast, Bill Belichick has to be fired. Absolutely. Absolutely. He needs to be fired. Uh, I'll take him as the Red Sox assistant coach for the summer if he wants to come over. 
<laughs> Did you watch Red Sox today? Uh, it wasn't on TV. I was working, but I tried to record it, and I could not find it anywhere. And then I realized on Twitter after I couldn't find it anywhere because for whatever reason, they didn't put the first game of the entire season on television. I don't know why. Well, it was a meaningless game. It was a meaningless game, but it was the it was you know the first one of them finally coming back. I feel like a lot of people were kind of anticipating it that watched the Red Sox, and then you couldn't watch it on TV. But weren't wild? The, weren't the Celtics and the Bruins going today? I believe so. Yeah. So would the first spring training game of the season actually be like a? I don't know a thing. Only for only for weird people like me who like to watch the Red Sox, but for the majority of Boston sports fans, probably not. It's probably very low on the list. All right, outside of Hightower, I'm going to name the other guys coming back. I want you to tell me which ones you're the most which one you're the most excited about. Okay, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Matt Lacoste, Danny Vitale, and Marquise Lee. Ooh, oh man, Patrick Chung. I'm definitely excited for Patrick Chung. I think he can still play a role. And I like Patrick Chung as far as like a leadership standpoint, but I don't know if he's really going to play as much as he used to, but I still like him as far as coming back and being in the locker room. Um, Marcus Cannon, I'd say next, although they, they've they done pretty well in the offensive line, even in his absence. But doesn't bringing Marcus Cannon back – sorry, first of all, i got to do this quickly. Shout out to Ross. Thank you, Heartthrob. What's your take on the – Thank you, sir. Here? As you heard, he has nothing for you. I did miss it, but I did see on Twitter that they hit quite a few home runs. Uh, Bobby Daubach hit one. Michael Chavis hit one. So it, from from what I saw, it looked pretty good. We'll get into a deeper conversation about the Red Sox a little later on. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about the Jays and Yankees, which I was watching today because that's the game we had here. Nice. What I do know, because we're getting in the feed from the Yes Network, they are going to play every single uh, spring training game on the Yes Network. Nice. I was thinking about this thing with Marcus Cannon, though, when I was actually driving my car back, uh, driving on my way here to start this show. And uh, I think Marcus Cannon coming back could take some pressure off of Belichick of having to re-sign Joe Tooney. Yeah. Because Mike Onwenu filled in for Mike Marcus Cannon last year. Right. From what I'm told, he's actually traditionally a guard. So you could slip him into the guard position. So if you can re-sign David Andrews, on Onwenu can step into that guard position. He's already showed what he can do at tackle. Let's assume he can carry that over to guard. Or you can move him over to left tackle and slide Isaiah Wynn into that guard position where a lot of people think he should be playing anyways. Right. That's that's a good point. Now it's actually going to help them just have more options on the offensive line. I mean, that's that's only going to help them. And obviously, if Joe Tooney, they do tag him and trade him, or if they decide not to sign him, he'll be a great opportunity to have him put him back on the line, and then they can switch people around as they seem fit. So it, that that's definitely going to be a big one as well. Uh, okay, so here's this, the Dominican Sioux thing. Shannon Sharp asked Sue about Tom Brady and what is the Patriots way? And Sue said, quote, I've heard about it, but I really don't care about what it is. Uh, I'm not going up there and don't plan on going up there. I want to stay in Tampa and have an opportunity to go win another Super Bowl. Oh, all right. That and he doesn't believe the Patriots. have a chance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sentry. I think that's what he said. Why would I go to New England? I think Tampa's going to win. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big all right. I guess says, he's out. <laughs> <Terrence> <laughs> Nation, 
I think Cannon coming back is iffy because although this makes Tooney less of a must, Cannon has some injury issues and look to be regressing. Uh, now he's got to get back in shape. 100%. Here's the thing. Hey, he's got a 9 million hit, 2.5 dead money. They save 6.2 if they keep him. I get your point. And yes, he has been injury issued. Maybe a year off could have saved his body a little bit. We've seen that as well. I mean, that's what right. happened with Gronk. I mean, he's not the same Gronk he was, but he said that year off really changed things. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that when you break it all down, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it's, it's a fair point. Yeah. He has missed significant time because of of injury and yeah him going down could be an issue that's one of the other things like you said though the other side of the coin the year off might have helped some of these guys really you know not take a toll on their body for for that entire season i feel like that probably helped hightower that probably helped chung i don't know about cannon but i don't i don't see that as a as a potentially a downfall for people like hightower i think it's an opportunity for them to get to full strength so I don't know if I don't know if I was just uh, blanking out, but did you talk about Joe Tooney being franchise tagged? Yes, I was saying if they decided to franchise tag him and then trade him, you know, it might make more sense because then so Cannon's says, back. What was the point of tagging Tooney if we don't keep him? Was that a waste of the? I don't think there's dead cap to a tag, correct? I'm not sure. I mean, I, I feel like they just tagged him because they needed him last season as well. Because the, the offensive line, we, we didn't know what Mike Onwino was going to be. You know what I mean? So they had some question marks at the offensive line. So I feel like they kind of needed Tooney. I'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure if you trade him after being tagged, it's not. I'm not sure. There is not. McChicken says there is not. There is not. Okay. No, I didn't think so. so that would so then that would make that would actually make sense. Matthew Matthew says you got to go all in on Von Miller. No, in my opinion, I don't know. I think Von Miller's uh, regressing. Speaking of people who are regressing, he's getting older, um, and I, I don't think it would it would make sense to tie up a lot of money on Von Miller. Isn't he under investigation for something right now too? Yeah, I remember reading something about that. I don't know what came of it. That was like a month or so ago. They came out and said something. Very few details. It's like he's under investigation by the FBI or something. That was Then they didn't say any more. Google is a DA office yet to make any charging decisions on Von Miller. Von Miller criminal investigation turned over to Douglas County DA for charging decision. I don't know. It, it doesn't say anything about what it's even pertaining to, though, right? Right here. Broncos insider clears up the situation with Vaughn Miller. A report emerged on Wednesday from ESPN's Dan Grazino that the Denver Broncos were likely to decline the $18 million team option available to star edge rusher Vaughn Miller. The decision to do so was to make the 31-year-old an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Miller has played his entire career in Denver, but missed the entirety of the 2020 season with an ankle injury. Prior to last year, he made five consecutive Pro Bowls from 2014 to 19 and continued to play at the highest level. For that reason, it's not set in stone that Miller will leave Denver this offseason. Team insider Benjamin Albright clarified Graziano's report later on Wednesday, stating that the Broncos remain interested in bringing Miller back, but he may want to restructure the deal. Uh, this has nothing to do with the... 
Nothing on what he might potentially be charged with? No. Maybe that's a different report. Okay, well, however, in late January, Miller found himself in hot water off the football field. The 34-year-old is reportedly under a criminal investigation by the Parker Seal Police Department for an alleged domestic situation. Oh, okay, that's what it was. So at the very least, he could be facing suspension. Right, right, because he can be suspended even without being charged, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, he can. We've seen that before. I mean, we saw that with Dan. Right, yep. Um... I don't know. I can't even remember if I asked this. My head is kind of shook tonight. Did we, um, did, did I put up the question about Jamie Collins? No, I don't think Somebody so. No. asked about Jamie Collins and I can't remember who, and I really apologize if whoever it was. I know you asked what about Jamie Collins and I was looking at that. Is he uh, a free agent again? I think, so. I thought he wasn't, but maybe he is. Did he only sign a one year deal or did he get released? Okay, let's pretend he is available. Yep. Uh, Round three. Okay, rumors suggest Detroit Lions will soon cut three defensive players. Okay. Guess who? Danny <laughs> Shelton and Jimmy Collins. <laughs> Jimmy Collins. What about Van Noy? Van Noy plays for Miami. Oh, yeah. What am I saying? Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> So we could see Danny Shelton and Jamie Collins hit free agency. What would you think All of right. those two back? I think Bill Belichick would sign them both for a million dollars each and get them back. That's what he's that's what he's done. That's what he's done to Jamie Collins twice. I could see it happening a third time. I, I'm down da- I'm down for the the reuniting of Jamie Collins and the boogeymen. Have him come back with High Tower. Here's one right here. Could Bill have Kyle Duggar start at safety replacing Chung or McCordy? So I believe that Kyle Duggar will be a strong safety for the Patriots. That's always been, I always believe that, or a safety and Juwan Williams moves into that strong safety role. Like I always saw Juwan Williams more as a, as a strong safety than as a cornerback Uh, because he can take on tight ends because of his size and his power. I believe Kyle Duggar can take on tight ends as well. I think they'd both do well at safety. I, just so everybody knows, we're like if whether you're a fan of Patrick Chung being back, the Patriots are stuck with Chung this year. His cap hit is four point nine million. His dead cap is six point one. Jeez. So they're gonna lose money if they release Patrick Chung this year. So he's here. Um he's here regardless. So Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think Kyle Duggar had a great rookie year, and I think he's only going to get better. I read something interesting on Twitter uh, earlier this week, and it was saying that they think Bill Belichick's going to use a ton of different packages, and sometimes we're going to see a lot of Kyle Duggar, and then other times we're going to see a ton of Patrick Chung. So he's going to try and like use a combination of both of them, and we're going to see more like a mixture of them rather than one being the starter and the other one sitting out. And I thought that kind of made sense. McChicken said legit commented that. I wonder if that's uh oh, he wrote that Collins and Shelton are rumored to be cut candidates this offseason. Of course he knew. That's funny. Uh maybe they will go out and get even at least one of them. I would be open to uh Danny Shelton return. I mean, that's exactly what they need. Someone who can clog the middle and stuff the run. Just so everybody knows too, I want to make it really clear that Connor and I are not insiders. We're just fans who have a podcast. 
Yes, so I'm making got, all this up. Some guy got really mad at Lawrence and I. Like, I don't know if we were projecting like we were experts or something. <laughs> he was getting really, really frustrated with us, and I, take, I didn't get it. Take it easy. Um, I'm just going to address this one really quickly. Uh, Biggest Knight says, did you guys catch the Cam Newton interview on I'm an Athlete podcast? What did you guys think about it? So I did catch it. I watched the whole thing. I don't know if Connor's watched it yet. I'm going to assume not because it's Connor. I haven't. <laughs> um, yeah, I could have answered that before he even gave an answer. Um, look, we talked about this, geez, almost every day last week. We, we talked about some different portion of it. Here's my conclusion of it. Number one, I love Cam Newton, the guy. I wish I could chill out with him. He's got a Yeah, he's line. a great dude. I hope all the business that's for him in the world. He seems like a really, really solid guy. Um, there were some concerns, uh, from him. Uh, he talked about his COVID brain, how he didn't know the plays at the line of scrimmage. He did talk about how he didn't feel like the offense was his and he wanted people to go back. Uh, there was a lot of takeaways. Honest man, go back and watch like every video we did or every live stream we did last week. We get into real deep detail about it. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I think Cam's a good guy and I walked away thinking, man, what I would do is go watch all our live streams from last week and then watch our Friday night film breakdown with, with, with Lawrence Owen and everything kind of just that film room kind of just broke, put tied everything together into a bow. It was phenomenal. Um, I was going to cut the break, but I want to hit Tia Thomas first saying, love the show. How do you feel about Brashad Pyramid and Curtis Samuel after drafting Swartz from Auburn, uh, bringing a wide receiver speed, not you, Connor, LOL. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I don't run a 4-3. <laughs> you you want to answer any of this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm open to looking at both of them. The more that I've seen it and the more that I've kind of thought about it, I'm almost changing my mind a bit thinking about it might be better to bring in more two-number-two wide receiver guys than bring in one solidified number one just the way the money will shake down. If you can go out and get two guys for – a total of $12, $14 million a year, and then put them out there with Jacoby Myers. Um, and then hopefully either Julian Edelman comes back and can somehow be a, at least somewhat a contribution. And then with Marquise Lee and uh, Nikhil Harry, if you can figure out three or four good solid options, that might be the best route to go, opposed to getting one stud and hoping the other guys stay healthy. And um, I've never heard of Mr. Schwartz, but I like I like fast wide receivers. I'm assuming that Tia means Anthony Schwartz coming out of Auburn. Uh, a vertical guy would works good in a vertical passing game. Uh, so to be able to hit downfield, do you want to hear his profile, Connor? Would that make it better for you? Yeah. So let's, let's see what they say. Okay. So this is uh, this is from the draft network. This is where I get all my information on, on receivers it says Anthony Schwartz has exceptional proactive athleticism as evidenced by his quickness, body control and balance. He's a willing stock blocker, but is better off running the defender off. In the passing game, he is a threat due to his explosive speed to threaten a defense a defense before and after the ball arrives. He's a home run threat, and defenders must account for his dynamic ability in the slot. His display of some physical toughness from being a track guy and would be a matchup problem in the slot. I think so, the Patriots should draft him, but also I'm concerned that if he doesn't do well, people will lose their absolute minds and we'll have to listen to it forever and ever well, and ever. He's not going to be a first-rounder by any means. Okay. Everything I've seen, we're talking the possibility of a third, maybe fourth-round pick. Um, I like that. 
as McChicken is saying, this is McChicken is one of the guys who who put it on to put him on to us and gave us a full breakdown for us. In the memory, he sent us that whole breakdown. Yes. So I do after, remember every word. I didn't realize it was the same guy. After after he sent that, I did my homework. Um, there's rumors that the Chargers are or um the Steelers are very interested in him to replace Juju. That's a good sign. That's a very good sign. <laughs> <laughs> they are excellent at drafting wide receivers. Let's let's steal their like wide receiver scouting book. Yeah, and I'm really like I think that like Tia saying too, and this is what I've heard as well, could be the fastest guy in the draft. Okay. Um so yeah. So it's um, They seem to just keep finding him. I don't know what they do, but they it's like Bill Belichick with offensive linemen. He just keeps finding them. Uh, the Charm City player Brandon A says, if Kyle Van Noy went to another team that didn't know how to use him like Bill Belichick or Brian Flores, uh, as he would have been a free agent bust. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be in the league, to be honest with you. He, he'd, he'd probably be all done. After last season? Oh, no, not after last season, but like pri- prior enough, to he, Bill Belichick, he, he built enough he would credibility in New England if he had a bad season last year. Yeah, yep. No, he had to go to Miami or he had to go to Detroit. He had to go play for somebody who knows him, right? I mean, and he probably wouldn't go back to Detroit because that's where he came from, but he had to go to Miami, had to play under Flores, had to be a part of a system he understood. Uh, let's not forget that guy was like, he was, he was dead in the water before he came to New England. Right. All right, I got to cut to a quick break here, guys, and we will get back to your questions. But first, you got to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company, manscaped.com, fcustom.com. And we're going to ask you to listen uh, for one minute and 33 seconds to the worst music in the world as I tell you about our Patreon page. We are now doing all the ads all together for like four minutes instead of spreading them out throughout the show so that you don't get bogged down with them. So let's take a pause for the cause as Connor runs off and grabs a drink, as he always does. And let's hear from our sponsors that... Well, they keep the Deer Pass Nation channel going. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind the scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee 
if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills and being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've also left the description in, or we've also left the link of the, in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. All right, so I just want to wrap this up on Anthony Schwartz here. Um, just looking at some of his statistical personal best from track and field. Nice. He ran this 60 in 6.5, 6.59. Pretty fast, right? Yeah. At the U20 uh, World Championships in 2018, he won the gold medal in the 4 by 100 meter relay. He came second in uh, the 100 meter. Ran Sheesh. Ran in 10.22 seconds. Uh, in 2017, at the Pan Am American U20 Championships, he came first in, uh, as a part of the 4 by 100 meter relay team. So, um, I am prepared to, to spend a third-round pick on him just based on this speed alone. And he was the USA Junior Champ National title in 2018 for the 100 meter for the national championship. So Yeah, okay. Great find by He's Tia Thomas. Speed and MG, big MGM says if Pittsburgh or Kansas City is drafting a wide receiver, pull the trigger and draft them first. Uh, absolutely. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, shout out to our boy Ross with the super Thank you, chat. sir. Says from the fiance, thoughts on Veritech coaching in the bullpen today. Evaldi was pitching over 100 miles per hour. Shager, volume is wicked low and Connor very loud. Um, I don't know. I have never done anything to my mic. I thought you sounded better after you, you changed yours. Um, I love Jason Veritek being out there coaching in the bullpen. I saw that. That I think that's awesome. And I did see that the very first pitch Giovaldi threw today was 99 out the gate. Uh, I'm loving the fact that he's still throwing gas. That's exactly what we need. He was one of the only bright spots last season is that he was actually pitched pretty well and gave the Red Sox a chance to win every five games last year. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see that his velocity is still that high. I, I think the Red Sox will be all right. I really do. Can I ask you a question about Jason Baratek? Yes. I am really low. I don't know what's going on. You are. I'm, I'm watching our feedback on YouTube right now, and you are yep. super loud, and I'm super quiet. Really? I don't know if it's something with our equipment or something with uh, okay, I'm this. Talk then a little bit louder. How's that? How's okay, that for everybody. I'll talk a little bit louder and try to uh, make. It I'll better. talk softer. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sound great on my end. You don't sound too loud. At okay. All. Um, but listen, when we're talking about Jason Veritek, because somebody came onto the team and I think they gave him thirty-three. They gave him Veritek's number, and everybody. Flipped yes. Out. Yes, Every, they did. Everybody flipped out. Yeah, it was Martin Perez. Okay. So, number one, for me, a number is a number. Yep. Wear number seven on the Yankees. I don't care. You know what I mean? Wear 99 in the NHL. Like, a number is a number. I get that great guys wore it. 12 is 12. 99 is 99. 7 is 7. You know, like, uh, to me, a number is a number. But I understand it holds a special place for a lot of people. 
in your opinion, away from him being a staple of the team, like if yeah. we're talking most talented, best players in Red Sox history, no. And let's say this recent history, your yes. Red Sox history. Where do you yep. rank Jason Veritek? Uh, not that high. I think Jason Veritek, it's less about his play and more about the fact that he was just like a staple with the team. He was there for so long. He's a part of a couple championships. He was a great clubhouse guy. He was a fan favorite. He got into the fight with A-Rod. That didn't hurt him. Um, I think it was mostly that, just the fact that he's just such a big like name here in Boston. Everyone everyone loves Jason Veritek. But I think it's more about that and who he is as as a guy than he was about the fact that he was as a player because he, he was like a, a two middle of the pack, like 250, 260 hitter. He'd hit 20 home runs a year. You know, he was he was always solid. He's a phenomenal catcher, but he was solid. He was solid at the plate. But as far as like uh, talent wise, when we go back and look over all of the people they've had over the years, he's not really at the top of the list. So at what point, like at what point can does somebody have to when can somebody wear 33? I guess that's right. I mean, right, right now, essentially, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but I think it was more people made a big deal about it. And then the guy, Martin, Martin Perez is, I think he's a good dude. I think he was just like, I I don't even want to take it just out of respect. And it didn't even turn into a thing because he said, give me a new number once he realized. Well, because that's the thing. Like I hear Yankee fans defending Mickey Mantle all the time, right? Like, you know, defending that number seven. Yep. And I'm like, none of you watch Mickey Mantle play. Right. You know, like, I just like at some point everybody's going to be wearing 55 plus because all the low numbers are going to be retired. Yeah, seriously. They shouldn't retire that many numbers. I don't think David Ortiz. That's it from our era. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's the only one I think that they should retire is him. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but will people in 20 years, uh, maybe 20, but 40, 50, 60 years, like, I guess Ortiz is a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, definitely. I'd be shocked if he isn't. What will Hightower uh, be in the linebacker backfield with Duggar on the linebacker? I don't, um, I don't think that Kyle Duggar will be a linebacker. What do you think? Yeah, I think that they might use him a little bit, but I think obviously we'll they, we'll see him Belichick use him in a number of ways and change him around in different packages. But I think he'll be mostly a safety. He, he had a really good rookie season, man. A lot of people weren't happy with that pick. I obviously didn't know anything about him because I don't know anything about most people in college, but I think looking back on it so far, it's been a great pick. All right. Um, a lot of personal conversation. Yep. You see that a lot. People are not People are not happy with the Red Sox talk, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't have much to go on these days. There's not much going on here, guys. <laughs> um, McChicken says, who's going to return kicks for this upcoming season? Uh, I'd kill for a Cordero Patterson reunion. Uh, CP was a dog. Now that I say that Brandon Bolden is probably going to be our kick returner. Oof. Um, I think if Brandon Bolden's going to be the kick returner, they should hold open tryouts to see who can who can do it like when we were 11 years old. Um, he was never great at returning kicks as much as I like Brandon Bolden. Uh, Coderell Patterson, man, maybe he will return. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, if not, Gunner, possibly Gunner, Gunner Olszewski again. Oh, my God. I know. I, I know. He was Listen, much better as a punt returner he than he was a, a kick punter. returner. 
first of all, he would catch the ball like almost out of bounds. and he would That was my issue. Yes. Yes. He returned so many kicks. I'm surprised that Belichick kept letting him do it. I remember me saying to my father when we were watching the game, I'm like, pretty soon Belichick's going to get tired of this and pull this kid. He's not going to let him return kicks anymore because he would be six yards deep and return it and get tackled at the 18. Like I like the aggressiveness and the thought process that he thinks he has the you know, the possibility to return every kick for a touchdown. But sometimes when you're that deep, just take the knee, man. Take it at the 25. So Brandon Bolden has returned 23 kicks yep, for okay. 515 yards, averaging 22.4 yards per return. Yep, okay. Long of 38. Not nothing to write home about. Uh, I don't think he's going to do this by any means, so I'm not predicting this, but Devin McCourty used to return kicks. Do you remember that? Say it again. Devin McCourty used to return kicks. I don't think he's going to this season, but he used to be a kick returner as well for the Patriots for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we do have a super chat, but I want to – Duggar hasn't covered anybody. He covered tight ends this year. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Kinkato says, could Baron Browning – I'm – Help I'm not sure. Jamie Collins. I'm not sure who that is. What team does he play for? <laughs> he play linebacker, or is this a is this a is this a rookie? He's from Ohio State, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, gonna be like, I'm not sure what what team he's on. Listen, when it comes to Baron Browning, it all depends on how the Patriots play. He is made for a three four defense if the patriots use a 4-3 he'd have some problems um i would line him up on the edge yeah i don't think he could replace what jamie collins could do he's not the same athlete that jamie collins was right he would he fit the ohio state system i don't know how well that i wouldn't be surprised if he ended up with a place like like jacksonville because you know the, the play under his old coach uh, uh under myers i think he, he's not he's not as versatile he's not, right not as versatile that's the thing i was gonna say jamie collins was all over the place last season he he did it all he was he was he was very good it's gonna be tough to replace him um big mgm says thoughts on using wow leader great kicks when he comes in uh, he's de- decently fast and return kicks in college. If I'm not mistaken, was he not brought in with the thoughts of him possibly in for special teams? I thought so too. Him? Yeah, now that Big MGM says this, I thought that he was a possibility when they originally signed him that he would return kicks and be like, obviously a number three, number four wide receiver. But one of the big things he'd do was play on special teams as well. Cause now that he, I always keep forgetting about Lee. I keep forgetting they have him because he didn't play last season, but absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised if they used him to return kicks at all. Um, Matt Lacoste would be the Patriots most efficient receiver next season. <laughs> oh God. If that's the case, I can't watch. I, I can't watch. I'm gonna root for I'm gonna root for the Tennessee Titans if Matt Lacoste is gonna be their best receiver. Uh, what did he What did he have? 20, 22 catches a couple of years ago. Mike Larry says, "If my granddad aces the interview, we'll." 
That's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. They definitely will look into your granddad. Uh, it's really is all going to come down to that interview. Do you remember the day we rem- we found out that he drafted Nikhil Harry and went against all his scouts' recommendations because Nik- Nikhil Harry aced the interview? Yes. I, I still want to know the questions that Belichick asks at these interviews, too. Like What, what, what constitutes a great interview? coming into the NFL from like college. Well, what does he ask him? What's your, what's your job history? What did you do in college? I want to go to a serious comment. That one just struck me so funny. (laughs) That was, that was hilarious. Uh, Casey John says, I'm curious to see what Bill Belichick is going to do uh, with that cap space. You guys have, it's going to be a roll of the dice. Hopefully you guys will get lucky. Uh, I think you guys will be back. So I'm assuming Casey is, is not a, uh, it's not a Patriots fan. So we appreciate uh, the support. I think it is a roll of the dice if the Patriots are going for it. As a yep. lot of people know, I am a fan of having another bad season and trying to go for it in 2022. But I know there's a lot of people who want to go for 2021. So I'm trying to talk as a 2021 uh, kind of guy. And uh, Bill Belichick needs to hit everything. That's a yes. thing. He needs to nail the draft. He needs to nail yep. free agency. Like he has to hit everything on the head. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And they also need to figure out how, what they're going to do at quarterback. Obviously we've discussed that a million times, but I think it would all be for naught if they don't get someone decent or if they do bring Cam back, if he doesn't take a step forward, obviously. Because if he stays the same, I think they'll be, they'll be middling right exactly where we don't want to be. Eight and eight, nine and seven, even ten and six. That's not going to get it done. Uh, Cody Moxley, do not try to talk to these delusional buffoons. <laughs> Every unproven draft pick is going to be a total stud. LA. <laughs> is that about us? I don't, I don't. I think so. I don't know. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the comment. I will. I will promise you that i will tell everyone's going to be a total stud regardless of who they draft where they from what position they play and anything they've done in college i can't i can't even i can't even win (laughs) like i've been getting just ripped apart for being too negative then you'll be ripped apart for being too positive. I don't even think I don't even think I've been positive today. Besides that, I'm really excited that Dante Hightower. <laughs> no, he's old. He's going to be broken down. He forgot the plays in that one year in the off season, or his year off. I mean, you know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, I mean, he probably nailed the interview, though, right? <laughs> he must have. That's the only way they would have drafted him. Uh, Noza says, I have an interview with the Patriots soon. I've interviewed with the Titans and I was going to say, I don't know how much the weight the Titans and Ravens put into their interview process, but hopefully you did well. Uh, Jake Thompson says, looks like he's a Jaguars fan, says, I think you guys should go away from Cam. Mm, that's a popular opinion, and I don't disagree. Yes, you do. What, though they should go away from Cam? I think you, they should go away from you, Cam. You fucking flip-flop. If Sarah's on here, you start kissing Cam's ass. and then if No, I said, the, I said the other day when she was on here that I think he's a great guy. I put the, the clips on uh, my my uh, TikTok. Go watch it. 
what the hell are you arguing with me for? When did you grow the balls to start arguing with me? What what happened to the days that Connor just nodded his head as I talked for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> I know that was an easier show, right? Well, it no, was for it was, me. Uh, now I got a fucking now now I got now I'm now you're getting lippy and talking back to me. I have flip flopped on the thing for Cam for a long time, but it's only because I think Cam's a good dude, and a lot of those things are valid points. He did get COVID. They did put him in the Josh McDaniels, Tom Brady uh, offense. They just threw him in there, and he obviously had absolutely no weapons, some of the worst weapons in the NFL. But at the same time, he still didn't play well, so it's it's partially his fault as well. But I don't know. I think they probably should go away from Cam. Still a good dude, though. Super dude. Does some things well, does some things bad. I yep. agree. I'm moving from Cam, too. I know not everybody agrees with that. Uh, but yeah, he is as Connor is such a homer. He agrees with all seemingly positive outcomes. I love it. I only see positive outcomes. I look into the next season, no matter what they do, I have them going at least 11 and five. Even if Bell Belichick comes out and says they tank. I mean, I said the Red Sox last season, we're definitely going to finish above 500. I think they won like six games. Who said all pro with Duggar? Did I say he's going to be an all pro? He is. Gonna, he probably is going to be an All Pro. If not, he's going to be at least a Pro Bowler. Yeah, you want to know what I also said last season? Who I boasted up? Nick Folk. How, how about that? How about that? I started on the Nick Folk train in like week three when he made his first field goal. You're you're getting fucking uh, you're getting feisty, eh? I know. All these people, it takes a toll when they all they all come on here and chirp us. <laughs> <laughs> Like, my God, there was a time that, like, you were the nice one. I know. Oh, man. What is it? What is a taxi driver mohawk McChicken? I see in the comments. What does that even mean? We'll look it up. Uh, it was in Connor Sportscast. <laughs> <laughs> like, Touche. Hey, if Nick wants to reach back out on that Sportscaster contract, I can, I can do the smile, the smile and look pretty. Nick has already booked our goodbye Zoom chat. <laughs> I know. He's like, I can't wait to get done with these two. I met with him on Friday about something else, and I think he was so happy to say goodbye and know that he never has to deal with us ever again. <laughs> Good for him. I'm so sad because tomorrow should have been payday. I know. And we're not going to get paid. Oof, that that's, sucks. yeah. Yes, that's, that's very true. That sucks. There will God, be no surprise in the morning. I'm going to miss Sportscaster on the first of every month. That's what I'm going to really miss. Yeah, touche. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> uh, if the Pats miss the playoffs again our, uh, and our draft picks from last year and this coming year bust, we have to fire Bill Belichick. And no, 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 no. This guy said at the very beginning of the show we need to fire Bill Belichick now, right? Wasn't this NFL talk? This is how we started the show. He said, fire Bill Belichick. And I said yeah, that I wanted him hired as the Red Sox assistant coach. Yes. 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 So. All right. So now if they, what, what if they make the playoffs, then will you come out and say that Bill Belichick should stay the head coach? I was supposed, Cody was calling us delusional. This is the Chad Kelly guy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. 
So out of all the insults you came back with, you never thought of Chad Kelly? Well, I thought of that right after. I was like, hey, if we said Chad Kelly was a stud, he'd be giving us a standing ovation. You're getting very, very, like, who pissed in your Cheerios this morning? Chad Kelly. I'm <laughs> I'm getting really, here's, here's my concern is I think there was always a balance between the niceness between, like, I was the asshole that would get fucking all fired up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I have to start being the fucking nice one, we're in, we're in trouble, man. I know. We're going to lose all of our subscribers. <laughs> C-Bang says, trade Hightower for a second and a four. No. Um, yeah, yes, no. The, like, this is like, these are my fighting words. Yeah, because with this, it's like, but who who are we going to replace him with? Like, that's one of the biggest needs is the exact position that he fills. So I don't, why would we get rid of him then immediately need to fill the same position? Duggar will never be as good as Cham, Cam Chancellor. Uh, Billy Buss picked Duggar over Chin and Winfield. You want Chad Kelly over Mac Jones, so... And maybe he might never be as good as um, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor was a star. Uh, David Patterson's. I don't think that the Pat should tank ever. No one can ever predict the future. Always play to win now. Somebody else made that comment. Um, somebody else made that comment. Uh, what, what the fuck did he say? Uh, somebody else made that comment and said, like, in, in our 7 o'clock, like, you don't play to tank. Right. You know what I mean? You don't play to tank, but you should tank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was, uh, but That's I what the Jaguars did, right? Listen, and I've said this forever. Even if the Patriots wanted to tank, you can't tell a coach and a player to tank. Yeah. See, the a GM can do whatever he wants to get a team to tank. The problem with the Patriots is Bill Belichick is the GM and the coach. So, yeah. I mean, it's what it is, right? Yep. Uh, Casey Johnson says, I don't know about you guys. I just want everything back to normal. Fans in the stadiums, I want this COVID shit gone. Yeah. Yeah, you know 100%. I was watching that Jays-Yankees game today, and there was fans there watching the game. I mean, it wasn't a lot. Right, because I think right twenty percent capacity or something stupid like that. But like to hear actual fans like clapping and cheering was was pretty phenomenal. And the Super Bowl as well, when we saw actual fans in the stadium, was was pretty phenomenal. Um, there wasn't much social distancing, and but you know, listen, I'm hoping that uh, at at some point we are. You know, I what I, mean? I and, think and they will be. I mean, for, baseball is opening up. I hope for all sporting events. Well, I think the Patriots came out to, or the other day, right, and said that they're 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 they plan on having uh, open capacity and increasing as this, as the season goes on. I Hopefully, mean, my yeah. hope is is by by January that we're almost even like November December that we've we've escaped a lot of the worst of of this whole pandemic and that we're we're starting to live somewhat of a normal life again. Yep. Um, I'm just I'm just waiting for. Uh, I'm just waiting for the borders to open so I can actually go to the U.S. and go have beers with you and Ross and sit on the first baseline and watch the Red Sox play. Absolutely. April April 1st, people are allowed in Fenway Park. That's only that's a month from tomorrow. Yeah, it is. So it's coming. It's definitely going in the right direction. Tons of people are getting vaccinated. Connor. All right. So listen. I think All right. This is fair. 
He's saying if that clown and eagle maniac Bill Belichick somehow makes the playoffs, and I'll say I was wrong. And I look, I appreciate that. Yep. Because I think that you and I, for the most part, are pretty good at saying we're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it might take us a while. We may, we may hang on to it till the very end. Like I think it took till about week twelve for me to give up on Cam. It took till about week sixteen for you to give up on Cam. Yeah. The only the only thing with Cam was just that he kept saying the same thing. Like, we got to play better, got to be better, got to take accountability. And then it was like week after week, same thing. I remember it was around week 12 or 13, around that time, I came out and said, I can't hear this anymore. Right. I can't hear him talking about taking accountability. Like, take it. Right. right. You know? And it's where my attitude on Cam Newton started to change. Um, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with people who have a strong stance like NFL yep. talk. But if you're willing to say you're wrong and you'll come on here and say you're wrong, then I'm cool with you with ha- you having this this strong you know this strong take because yep. it's you got to say if you're wrong you're wrong right there's right. people on here that talk shit all day and when they are wrong they disappear hundred percent right? yeah absolutely like look we're not the same type of channel as Tyson over at Master at Work but when he was doing all this Chief Hate Week video and all that like people were just chirp and chirp and chirping in the comments as soon as Kansas City won they all disappeared yeah yep right? of course like dude when I'm trying to think of a time when the Patriots lost. When when the Patriots lost to Philly, man, I came on my show that night live and said, "Got to eat crow on this one. They lost." Right. You know. I. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, right? Uh, <laughs> I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even read it before I clicked on it. I just wanted to give Tyler one. Um. Who's our quarterback next season, in your opinion, if not Cam? I'm not taking this one. You take it. I'm done talking about this. Uh, I think it's either going to be Marcus Mariota, Jacoby Brissett, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, uh, a rookie from a number of different teams, uh, Cam Newton. But if it's not Cam Newton, then um, David Carr or Derek Carr, potentially uh, Steve Young. Derek and, <laughs> and, and any of the any of the above names that I've named, it, it could be one of those 15 to 20. 20 people did you say steve young yeah <laughs> could be at this point why not throw steve into the mix oh man uh for mike larry what's uche's ceiling as an ohio fan i can tell you that josh uche was a pain in the ass uh, was he playing for michigan i was impressed with a lot of what i saw with uche this year and then unimpressed in other areas um I mean, his ceiling, I think right now, obviously, a guy after one year of playing in the league, the ceiling is is to the root, is, you know, is unlimited. I always say that you, I was, I was happy with what we saw out of Uche. Me too. I will tell you that I was not as happy with what I saw out of Winovich. I still think he played well this year, but it, it's, I really wanted him to take a next step. Now, a bit of that is on Belichick because he lost a lot of playing time. I don't know what happened. I think they got into like some little spat on the sidelines, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, right now it, it, it's through the roof. I, I can give you a better, like right now I could start talking about Isaiah wind ceiling because we're a couple years off. We can talk about Sony Michelle ceiling and that kind of thing. Cause there's still room for improvement from both those guys. Just so you know, I don't think their ceiling is much higher than what we've seen. Like, I think yeah. we've seen a lot of what we've seen out of them. 
But um, when it comes to Uche, I need to see next season before I could really give my what I think his ceiling is. I mean, we could look at all his draft profile, what he did in college, but the NFL in college is, is different. And I don't think he got enough playing time this year for us to really get a good assessment. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I really don't know. The limited times that we saw him out there, it looked like he was able to get a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but we didn't see that much of him. Uh, I'm going to put... <laughs> Tyler says so many options now. Sorry to put you on the spot. Like, oh, no, it's all right, Tyler. Just I answer that question forty times a day, and I just you just get well, tired of it. We'll we'll answer it forty more times, I'm sure. Um, we'll finish off with this one, and then we'll call it a night. Big MGM says I'm a Patriots fan, but a man knows when he's beat, uh, and a man's up. Uh, that is why I'll defend Eli to dudes because that guy is the playoffs uh, with something else, especially in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he Eli was. Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. He did. And and that's what I say all the time. Like, you can't, if you're going to argue Brady's the GOAT because he has seven rings, you then can't dismiss Eli's two Super Bowls. I think that you can argue Brady's the GOAT for everything else he's done in his career minus the Super Bowls. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the Super Bowls don't define Tom Brady's the GOAT. They're kind of the sealed package. But that's what we hear a lot, right? Well, Brady has seven rings. Brady has seven rings. Brady has seven rings. Well, Peyton Manning's the first ballot Hall of Famer with his two Super Bowls. Eli's won two Super Bowls. And I'm not saying Eli's. I'm not. I've gotten into the Eli. I've flip-flopped on the Eli Hall of Famer debate many a times. Um, but, yeah, you can't deny it. He's He won two Super Bowls. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, he had two phenomenal Super Bowl runs. He played great in those playoffs, and they beat the Patriots two times. They, they, there's no denying that. Good, good for Eli Manning, man. It's it's funny that it would seem like the Patriots always, for the most part, beat Peyton Manning, but couldn't figure out a way to beat his brother. It is what it is. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you all. Whether you tune in at 7 p.m. to hear our Patriots Outsider chat with Lawrence Owen or now with me and Connor for Dear Pats Nation, we will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Our boy Tyson from Master at Work will be with us to talk some football. Sarah will be back with us Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Film room on Friday, Boston balling on Saturday, Friday and Saturday, Connor and I will be taking off now. All of us will, but Connor and I have just, we've extended ourselves, but we will still be putting out exclusive content over the weekend on Patreon. And I know that, uh, Connor, it's Connor's turn to put up a Patreon video tonight. So he'll be working on that when this is all over. Yes, sir. Can I throw a subject at you, Connor? Yes, please do. Do you want Patriots or do you want Red Sox? Ah, uh, let's go Red Sox. They played their first preseason game today. All right, man. I want you to I want you to do an actual like you've talked about individual players. Mm-hmm. I want you to talk about the over under for wins this year for the Red okay. Sox. And the over under on and, and the pos and the percentage betting you put on them making the playoffs. All right, I like it. All right, and if like he's doing Red Sox tonight, what I will do is, is tomorrow morning I will post a Patriots video so you guys can have a Patriots video tomorrow morning. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash Sports. Until then, guys, Connor, tell me about those Red Sox. They're going to be legit, kid.
Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.